Hello and welcome to the Take Your Dad Points and the Goals Will Come podcast. I'm Cole with a sore throat, and this is Brian, who's been overworked. Hello, once more. We're back again. So, last weekend, we finally sorted out who was going to be in the Leinster Championship proper. And mm-hmm. this weekend, we will finally have the first match that anyone really cares about, I suppose, with uh, Cork and Tipperary, so... But, just to be just to be clear... Right? I'm going to make this crystal clear. I'm not discussing fidget spinners. Not oh, discussing God. them. Not on this podcast. There will be no discussion. I think I was sick of them before I'd learned what they actually are. Just, I know, just like one day, open up the internet and just a bunch of fidget spinners came spilling out and just like, no, no, I'll just, I'll just leave this fad alone until it's done. It's just like, what is their purpose? They just f- spin. Stupid spinners. There's no such thing as fun, right? <laughs> fun is banned from now on. I shall hear no more mention of this. You don't win all Ireland's playing for fun. No, no. Win all Ireland's by ruthlessly undermining your opponents and, and, and stealing their best players. So last weekend we had uh, Westmeath versus Meath and Leash versus Kerry. And prior to the weekend, every single team was still eligible for. Uh, promotion, and that uh, kind of proved itself out as the team that had been in last place, Westmeath, are now uh, one of the teams in the Leinster quarterfinal after beating Meath 118 to 19 points. That's kind of amazing as well, and I believe we called this in favour of Meath, am I correct? We had, yeah. Um, yeah. As, like, Westmeath seemed to be on a decline over the last year, whereas Meath were the real up and comers. They kind of shocked everyone by winning their opening game against Kerry. Um, earlier this year, they'd gained promotion to Division 2A. Mm. And Westmeath, on the other hand, had just lost a lot of players. They Now, they they didn't lose any of their matches by much, but they hadn't won any matches up to this point. But um, Lee Meath's getting hammered by Leash last week ended up being their undoing. Um, they didn't lose this by much. They won their game against Kerry, but they lost by 15 against Leash, and it ended yeah. up coming down to... Uh, score difference in the end between Meath, Westmeath and Kerry. So Meath are now relegated, which is disappointing for them. You know, as I said, they seem to be the up and coming team, but I'd say they'll make their way back into the round, round robin again in maybe another year or two, uh, if they can hold on to the momentum. Next year they'll come into Division Two A, as we said, and you know, they'll get a lot more practice against better teams. So you know, I, I think there's still some positives for them. But yeah, they were unlucky to be relegated. That's just the way the cookie crumbles, I'm afraid. It is. And really, I suppose it's hard to be too sympathetic because uh, they were only down by three at half time, And in the second half, Westmeath had a player sent off fairly early on and they were also playing against the wind. So really, Meath <laughs> had everything handed to them to get in, back into this game and to not do it. Oh. You know, you have to do better in those situations. Yeah. Oh, well, look, hard luck to Meath, I suppose. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. As for, you know, as for Westmeath onwards and upwards. So yeah, they'll be uh, facing off against Offaly. Uh, in the other round-robin match, Leash continued their uh, little winning streak by beating Kerry uh, yet again, which they won 221 to 315. Um, and it was it was a good win. They were playing away to Kerry. Um, I think they were down at halftime. And uh, yeah, they did a good job to come back into it. Uh, it seemed like a lot of the match did come down to Kerry missing their freeze. Oh, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's good now. That's four wins in a row for Leash, which is not something they can say very often. 
No, and like we, we called this in favor of Leash, I think, actually, on this one, didn't we? We did, yeah. Um, just because they have been performing that bit better. Kerry have been declining a little, but... Uh... Yeah, even since even since the league this year, Kerry seemed to have been on a, you know, really kind of failed to start. Even, like, Leash were obviously not exactly spectacular, but at least they've proven themselves in the round robin, but Kerry really seemed to have let themselves down over the last couple of months. Leash look like they've turned a bit of a corner. Now, I don't think mm. they'll get further than the Leinster quarterfinals, but... Um... You know, they've earned themselves at least another two matches now. And uh, I don't know, with the, with the right kind of opposition, you never know, they could maybe win a qualifier game, get to the second round of qualifier matches. You know, I, I think you know, I think they're back to maybe being the team that can cause an upset. Uh, you know, if, if not necessarily a good team or a competitive team, yeah, you'd at least hope that they could maybe, um, maybe take on some of the kind of uh, mid to upper 1B teams, say. They're trying to be in the best leash they can be. Which is a welcome return. And really, at the end of the day, like that's what everyone strives for, to be the best leash they can be. When you hit rock bottom, you know, you turn around, you start winning your matches, and you get back up on that horse. And now I'm mixing my metaphors. In, in a way, even though they lost, and even though they're not progressing, it was kind of a good result by Kerry just not to lose by more. If they lost by much more, they would have been the team being relegated. And after already being relegated from Division 1B, you know, they just don't want to tack on more misery. It's, it's good now they're, they'll be back in the round robin again next year, whatever happens. So could be worse for Kerry. Do we know what the difference in, uh, in points was that uh, actually differentiated them between, you, you know, it, it came down to points, as you said. But... Uh, it, was, it was four points difference. Wow, so not a whole pile. Not a huge amount. And there's actually four as well between Kerry and Westmeath. So yeah, Westmeath, they, they did a good job. Like, even though they only came away with one win out of three, they managed not to get beaten by much. Exactly, Whereas, yeah. Uh, yeah, Meath, they were doing grand. It mostly was just that hammering against Leash that undid them. If they hadn't gotten beaten by that much, or if Leash had kind of turned in a similar performance, could have been a different uh, layout. But as it stands, Leash and Westmeath progress. Uh, Meath go down and Kerry stay in purgatory. So uh, I suppose just before we continue on to the present and the future, uh, a couple of other matches from the weekend to take note of. Lancashire 24 points, Cavan 118 in the Laurie Maher. Uh, just want to point this one out because before this year Lancashire had never won a match and now they have won two in this year's competition. That's it. Lusty Lancashire back in, back in and at it again, huh? Beating, you know, beating the Relative newcomers, Cavan, out of, out of the gate. Looks like this. Looks like this shuttle bus is gather is picking up pace. Yeah, it's it's going well now. It's going well. Um, and then a bit south of that, Warwickshire won two sixteen against Leitrim, who had one eleven. Uh, fairly sizable margin there, and that means that Warwickshire have officially qualified for the Laurie Mayer final. Uh, no other team can catch them at this stage. They're going to be in there, so. You know, they've almost completed phase one of hurling domination, which is to progress from the Laurie Maher competition. All they need is to win that final now. Someone called the Forest Ranger because there's a grizzly bear on the loose and has a taste, a taste for human flesh. I thought you were going to twist that metaphor around and go for, you know, like, you know, taste for victory or for, you know, for hurling. But no, just the human flesh. Yeah. Good to know. And really, like again, look again. Success story, really, of the uh, success story, really for Warwickshire, kind of this year as well. Like th- this whole year has really been a great year for them again. 
Um, it has been. It's a good... I feel a success story for us in picking out the one really bad team that's actually, you know, making really good progress this year as well. Like, we didn't know Workshire would be this dominant within their own division. No, and it, and like as you've said, as we've touched on before, like it is very interesting just to see this kind of these like you know just kind of fight their way up for like you know for um fight their way up to finals both in um both in their division and also you know within their um within the Laurie Maher. like it's great to see it. Yeah. and uh, let's just hope that they can do the magic in the final. I think they'll be able to. I think with Long Longford in the. Nicky Rackard, there's no one really to compete with them in this kind of tier of hurling. Yeah, no, I really think that uh, that's something I'd like to see now. I'd like to see Warwickshire win the Laurie Maher this year. I think they're, they really It'd do deserve fun. it. Can we go if we can get tickets and we're free that weekend? I yes. think that would be fun. Yeah, yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, um, we'll have to... I don't know, can you even buy jerseys? Will we just make our own jerseys? I think we'll have to make our own. We'll we'll do a really we'll do a really um poor like uh like highly compressed JPEG of the like Lorimar uh crest or maybe like a star player, but you know, you won't be able to tell it's them. Uh because it's so highly compressed. And that that will be printed on a white T shirt in like a perfect square, uh with Brilliant. the background not not edited out or anything, that'll just show up as well. And we'll just have uh, Warwickshire subtly misspelled <laughs> And we could hold uh, teddy bears as well, you know, just to let them know oh, that yeah, we're that, like super well. fans. Yeah. yeah. Warwickshire do actually apparently have a star player based on match reports. I think it's a former Antrim hurler oh. they have. And apparently he's been the source of a lot of their success. I can't remember his name right now. <laughs> So this this could be the this could be the secret. We could even get like post match interviews. You know, <laughs> could probably just wander up to them once the game is done. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine they'll be too swarmed by media with her like fake press badges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so moving on from last weekend, uh, as I said, we now have finalized the Leinster tournament uh and i've i've drawn you a nice little lead diagram of the outline might put that in like the the notes on the website uh showing who's playing who i'm very appreciative of it it, it makes so yeah. much more sense now yeah so three quarterfinals uh because you know ga has no regard for for how fractions are meant to work um <laughs> so we have westmeath against offley Galway against Dublin and Leash against Wexford. The winner of Leash Wexford plays Kilkenny, and the winner of Galway Dublin plays the winner of Westmeath Offaly. Uh, starting off, Westmeath Offaly. I think this is the match that maybe has the best chance of a round robin team getting through. Though I don't think it's a great one. I think Westmeath, you know, they they had a good last game. They didn't lose by too much, but they still aren't as good as they were last year when they beat Offaly. Whereas Offaly, I think, towards the tail end of the league, started to turn a corner and started to improve a little bit. Definitely. And, you know, Offaly also have a have a star player in Shane Dooley as well. Um, even if the rest of the team isn't playing well, Shane Dooley's um, more than likely to perform on the day, especially on a big occasion like this. Um, like, I mean, during the league, he contrib- in most matches, he nearly contributed about 70% of their scores on the board. 
Um, yeah. If they can so, find someone else for him to pass to, I think they'll be sorted exactly. for this match. Exactly. So, the other quarterfinal then, Galway and Dublin. This, I would have said, would have been an interest. This, would I, I would have said, would have been an interesting one, only for the fact that we saw what Galway did in the league final. Yeah, I mean, Galway will have to be fairly um, off form and flat on the day, really, to give Dublin a chance here. I mean, Dublin... When they play well, they can certainly be an awkward team to play against. Yeah. But I think they peaked a few years ago. They're not quite the team they were then. Um, you know, obviously Dublin, you know, as a whole, has said club success and everything. But I don't know that. I don't think that's enough to translate to county success. I think people build up the club finals, you know, as if that's what it equates to. But if that was the case, Limerick would have done a lot better than they did last year. Yeah, and Clare yeah. would have been relegated if that was the case, also, like with Kula, yeah. with the Kula players returning. But it didn't overall. That didn't really change the outcome of the game. You know. No. I mean, I think Dublin are certainly capable of an upset. But, oh, of course, yeah. Uh, you know, Galway. I think Galway have far and away the easiest route to the um, Leinster final. You know, they either have to beat Offaly or Westmeath. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if they get past Dublin, Offaly or Westmeath, either of them, they'll be able to take on no bother. And then straight into the final from there. So uh, I think maybe one reasonably challenging, but they should be grand match. And then one simple match, I'd say they could maybe practice a few subs or younger players in the semi-final. Yeah, and I'm going to use one of my famous no doubt statements here, and I would say that no doubt, like, it's it, it, you know, no doubt that Galway's aim is to, to make it to the final you know, to make it to the Leinster final win that and be immediately put through to a semi-final on the, for the championship. Like, that's obviously the rain, like, that's obviously the path of least resistance for Galway, and given, you know, like, really any hope of Galway kind of playing flat or really not being up for it on the day I think like mentally I think this is what Galway want to do Galway want to smash their way through the Leinster final yeah. and make and get grab that spot I think certainly you know whatever about the Leinster final I think they they, they would be my pick to win Leinster this year but even mm. if they don't do that I don't see them having to go through the qualifier rounds this year I think no. they're in the Leinster final regardless no and I and I um, think like this is like make no doubt like it's it's in the players minds as well this is what the path that they want to choose and yeah I'll, I'll be honest with um and we'll get to them we'll get to them anyway but with Kilkenny you know not as strong as they have been in previous years I really don't see any um any huge barriers in their way. No, I mean Kilkenny. It has happened before where they don't show up that that much for the league and then come storming back in the championship. Mm. So I never want to rule them out entirely. No, but yeah, I, that's I true. think I think though Galway have just looked so good in their last couple of matches that they can take on a strong Kilkenny team. Yeah, and even um from a physicality point of view, like I think Galway are like. Uh, you know that one thing that tip match really proved is that they're an extremely physical team and they're yeah. well capable of, they're a very skillful extremely team physical as well without conceding as many frees exactly as you'd expect like they're physical without being dirty they give good shoulders they're they're just strong they're imposing they get to high balls like they're mm. they're a tough team no one really likes playing them i think um but uh so i suppose they they have a little bit of that kind of yeah fear factor that psych out factor that could really help and really against yeah and really against it like really against a team like dublin uh, at this stage with where they are at you know they've been relegated they you know they just kind of fail to start and i'm not sure if they'll really have had enough time to get their yeah. you know their ducks in a row um 
I, I think Galway are going to win that. And like, I think they're going to comfortably win it. I think they're at no stage they should be under threat in that game. I think as, as well um, for Dublin, as long as they don't get kind of an unlucky uh, draw, I think they should be at least maybe, you know, second qualifier round or maybe even a quarterfinal, depending who they're up against. But yeah. Dub- it's, it's not really, this is kind of a, maybe a year for Dublin just to try and get themselves back in order. You know, I don't think they'll be really competing. I think they'll just be looking for, you know, what they need to improve on, what they're good at already, and just try and figure themselves out a bit more. Yeah, I definitely would second that. Yeah, so then we have the other, I want to say half of the of the bracket. It's more <laughs> third of it because it's weird. But uh, The other branch. We- <laughs> yeah, the other branch. Leash Wexford. Now, I feel like... With Leash's uh, winning streak, it's really easy to get into a certain frame of mind where you want to kind of make the bold prediction and kind of, you know, be right where everyone else is wrong and say, like, Leash have a shot against Wexford. Be, you know, look at all this improvement they've made. But yeah. that would be forgetting that Wexford are the most improved team over the last year. They won't have Davy, but they'll have the energy they've gained from Davy. Well, his they voice can carry. Like, they're, they're, a better, they're a better... Oh, yeah, like, he, he can shout at them from outside the stadium. They'll hear him perfectly clear, clearly. Um, but he can be in the stands, I think, can't he? He just has to sit in the stands. Probably can't. If anyone's stuck next to him, they want, might want to bring earplugs. But uh, Yeah, he better be careful. He can't be starting fights in the stands. There's a lot of people there. Fewer people on the pitch that he can fight with. You know, just by a numbers game. Like, it's... it's... Yeah, but um, anyway... Leash Wexford, I think Wexford should have this handily enough. Um, you know, I think Leash might put up a good game, but I find it, I I really don't know if uh, I I wouldn't. It's hard for me to envision a way for them to come out with a win in this. I think Wexford have too much, and even if Leash managed to get ahead for portions of the game, I just see Wexford being able to get right back in there, and you know. Yeah, my my only thoughts are. You know, unless, like, Davies probably obviously training Wexford quite hard, like, if they're that bit tired going into it, or if, um, and, and they have been known as well, their accuracy can sometimes work against yeah. them, I think. with I think, though, even over the over the course of 70 minutes, though, that'll just balance out and they'll just come back into it. Like, it's not like Leash are the greatest team either, so. Even if though that was to occur on the day, I think even with their rate, the, with the rate of attack, the energy they have, and some of the players that they have on that team, I don't think Lee should really pose that much of a threat to Wexford. No. Um, I would see Wexford like comfortably making their way into the uh, into the semi-final against Kilkenny, um, which is really another thing is kind of... That'll be interesting. So assuming Wexford go through, yeah. do you think that they can repeat the win against Kilkenny that they had in the league? I would say, and they played impressively against Kilkenny that day. They did, like they it wasn't a, a fluky win. Like they did, they they earned the win. They didn't, you know, they they won the match. They won kind of yeah. all over the pitch that day. They were just better that particular day. But I think if they can bring that same energy, they uh, same energy and like can really like obviously look the element of surprise is lost in terms of Kilkenny yeah. know now that these are to be treated as an equal in terms of um in terms of skill and that they have delivered an upset which they would have never anticipated two years ago. Um so that element of surprise is lost, which is important. Uh, which is important when you're kind of open open coming team you kind of bar- they kind of barnstorm to Kilkenny I, w- I will say that if they can keep up with the work rate that they did again in that in that match I think they'd be capable of be of handing Kilkenny an upset victory 
Um, I think they're capable. I think it's going to be a very. I think it's going to be an even match, and I would say by no. Um, I would say it's going to be a fairly close one. Um, at no stage, I don't think uh, are are either team really going to pull far ahead of each other. See, I disagree. I think, like I, I do think Wexford have a solid chance of winning. Um, mm. You know, I, if you'd asked me at the start of the year, I would have said no hope. But you know, I yeah. definitely think now they they do have a chance. But I, I also just have a suspicion that Kilkenny are going to come out wanting to uh, right some wrongs in their mind, and just they'll want to just come out and put them away early and get ahead by a large margin and just kind of take them out of it as soon as possible. I I, I, I kind of think it would be more... If if, he was, if Kilkenny win, I think it's more likely they'll do so by a big margin than a small one. Yeah. It's also noticeable to say as well that Kilkenny are a team that never really have been able to wrap their heads around something like the sweeper either or effectively kind of close that down even when Clare were making use of it it never seemed to be something that they could comfortably handle uh it didn't seem to suit their style of play and it's not something that they really adapted to and it should also be taken into account that you know Walter Walsh is going to be out with injury like I mean they they still have TJ Reid and it really just depends on how Wexford set up um, it does, yeah. I, I think that's a fair point because you know that obviously they were beaten by Wexford this year. Mm. They were beaten by Clare also this year, and uh, they were beaten by Clare last year under David Fitzgerald. So. Which they would have used a sweeper last year. This year, it's, yeah. it's, it's a different case, but yeah, it, it certainly. I think David Davy has a knack for going up against Kilkenny. He certainly doesn't seem to be phased by them the way that other uh, people can be. So. Uh, you know, assuming I, I imagine he's back uh, by then. The eight weeks will be up. So yeah, yeah, it should be interesting. Yeah, I, I I'm going to give like a slight edge maybe to Wexford in this case. Um, okay. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm just going to favor the underdog just this once. Um, just this once, just to rub it in yourself and Peter's face. Okay, I'm I'm going to go for a, a Galway Kilkenny final. Either way, Wexford are going to be. Whatever happens in every uh, round of this, Wexford are going to be going up against teams who want revenge on them because they beat them all <laughs> in the league. So that's kind of an interesting side story if they can get through yeah. to the final. Yeah, and look, worst comes to worst, if they are knocked out and they're sent to the qualifiers, I mean, they have a good chance in the qualifiers as well. Uh, you know, they could make they could they could make um, progress in, yeah, um, in the qualifying stages as well. So, like, I'm not going to... I wouldn't get too despondent. No, I, I think I said uh, on a previous episode of the podcast, you know, they made it to the uh, to the quarterfinals last year, mm. but they did so in a real kind of uh, underdog manner. Whereas this year, I think they'll reach the All-Ireland quarterfinals, and they may not get any further, but they'll just have more of an air of they're meant to be there. Exactly, and it's not some case of... Uh, you know, a fluke accident that they've yeah. just ended up there. I mean, we were at that game because it was a double header with the Clare match, and that was really like it was the the uh, second qualifier round match that they won against Cork. It was an atrocious game. It was like Awful. Cork beat themselves as much as Wexford did. Both teams were bad. It's just yeah. Wexford weren't quite as bad. Yeah, as Wexford managed to just kind of make their way over the line, and everyone was confused as to how it happened. But you know, Cork really did themselves no favor that day. This year is a different is you know it's a different Wexford and I think it's a um they have brought a certain competency and a certain amount of skill with them and I think really yeah like you said look I'm not going to be surprised if they make it to a quarter final I think they definitely should be making it to a quarter final this year um yeah. 
and and they'll be, and if they do like they should be proud because I mean that's a huge improvement. I think so. Yeah, I th- I think people are aware anyway of their improvement this year. Exactly. Yeah. Certainly be. You know, I, I don't know if they're, uh, you know, I think they still have a long way to go towards winning an All-Ireland or anything, but mm. it'll be interesting to see what they come out with in the next few years, whether they can reach any semi-finals or finals. People need to chill the beans a bit, you know. It's a, <laughs> you know, they're practically exactly. frozen at this stage, you know. So yeah. so that's Leinster. Uh, I suppose to refresh us on the Munster bracket. But enough of that rubbish, am I right, Cahill? <laughs> now on to the real competition. <laughs> so, Munster... We have one semi-final between Clare and Limerick. Yeah. The other semi-final will be Waterford, and they will be play- playing the winner of Segway, Cork versus Tipperary, oh, which is on this weekend. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. You all right there? This is like cruelty. Like, it is actually just cruelty. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. I don't even know what sort of Cork is going to show up. Like, I mean, it could yeah. be brilliant Cork... Brilliant hurling, just lovely passing. Lahan, uh, Cadigan, Kingston, all on form. Lovely points being scored. You know, good skillful competition. Tip ready up for it, or it could just be like it a could case. be last year's match again. Yeah, or Cork could just show up. Uh, the wheels just completely come off, and Tip just you know really have a relaxing game of hurling for themselves. Um, occasionally, you know occasionally um, having to swat away a cork back as they make their way down as they yeah. bear their way down on the goals to score like the fourth or fifth goal of the game like i i do think on balance cork are a better team than they were last year yeah but the problem is like their average is surrounded by just insane variance in either direction you know they could come out as you said and play brilliantly or could just be totally flat and let kill and let Tipperary walk all over them. Now I do think um, for me Tipperary are still the favourites for this match, but mm. a few things have swung in Cork's favour. It looks like Tip will have a couple of players out with kind of um, just maybe not huge injuries that'll take them out all year, but just yeah. enough to keep them out maybe the first couple of games. And also uh, Jason Ford has failed in his appeal, and he has been suspended for this match for shouldering Davy Fitzgerald. Uh, Jason, that's what Jason, happens when Jason. you can't chill the beans so yeah like tip they're a very very deep team but it's never good just to be missing a few players you know it's it, they'd rather not have that to deal with no and as we said because we don't know what cork comes out if cork do come out playing their best hurling tip will have to work for it and you know not having the depth that they're used to could hurt them mm. i'd still think they're favorites but i don't think if you'd asked me you know again a few weeks ago I would have said tip, definitely no bother to them. I don't think it's quite as clear-cut anymore. And not just because of the league final or anything. Just, I think, a few other niggles have kind of yeah. worked they w- their way in. Tip don't look quite as indestructible as they did earlier this year. Yeah, and when Cork play, like, and they're they're playing well, the intensity at which, uh, you know, that intensity that they have is, is really is, is, is astounding. Like, if you could battle it, if they could battle it and like release that at every game they played, like it could, you could, we could have a different story. But at this stage, uh, it's kind of hard to figure out as to what's uh, wh- why it's not coming together for them in like any consistent way. Like it was yeah. very difficult to figure them out in the league as to why they showed up for some matches. They even beat Tipperary 
and they beat Waterford and then fell apart, you know, fell apart against other teams. Like, it just looked, you know, shell-shocked. Yeah, uh, yeah lost against Limerick then in the, uh, yeah. the final stage. And was it nearly a case of, like, what happened? Like, what happened to you? Like, what, where, like, and the players seemed at a loss to explain as to, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe, again, similar to Tip and, tip and Galway, maybe they just weren't mentally prepared for it or ready for what they were going into i think i think cork are it's hard to see because of how weird they've been i think cork overall are on on an upswing again i think last year last year was their trough you know they were nearly relegated in the league they only won one game and that was the relegation game yeah and then they were knocked out uh early in the championship last year i think was their the worst performance we'll see from them in a while Mm. but at the same time they're definitely not there yet in terms of totally you know now and then they'll have flashes of this is what the team could be and where they could be at but i still think they're a, a, a good while away from putting it all together and kind of finding their form, finding their consistency, and just uh, really intimidating other teams. And uh, you know, I don't know if it'll be another early exit for them this year, but I think on balance they probably won't win this match. And I definitely don't see them winning two in a row. I think either way they're going through the qualifiers yeah. this year, either against Tip or against Waterford, uh, and I think probably against Tip. Yeah, you know, for even. You know, I'd like it to be a good game. I hope it's a good game. Yeah. And, you know, Tip missing a few players should help Cork a bit. But at the same time, you know, Tipperary are still a really good team. They'll be playing at home. I'm going to give my edge to Tip. Yeah, I think, to be honest, I think, yeah, Tip are going to tip are going to win this. Um, I'm hoping it's at least a competitive game um, for Cork's sake. Um, but, I, uh, yeah, I, I think Tip are going to win this. Computer agrees with both of us. Oh, uh, gives Tipperary a uh, 77% chance for win. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty uh, large amount. Tipper, you know, the computer doesn't know about the uh, players missing and all that, but, you know, it just sees Tipperary at home against Cork. Uh, but, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with it. I think Tip to win this. Definitely. Not that it's impossible for Cork. Cork could pull an upset, you never know, but... Unlikely. Yeah, t- tip to win this. Yeah, unlikely. Uh, so I suppose from there, do you want to touch a bit on um, how you think Munster will play out overall? Uh, how do you think the winner of Tip Cork will fare against Waterford? That I'm curious about. Waterford, another team which haven't quite looked themselves uh, during the league. Now, I don't... I, the, I suppose the... Well, you know, optimist in terms of someone... Hoping Waterford do well, we'll just say that this is the year they stop wasting all their energy on the league and focus entirely on the championship. Yeah. But the pessimist, you know, would say, no, they've they've missed their opportunity and now they're going in the wrong direction. You know, I, I wouldn't go as far as that in either direction, I suppose. I think, you know, we, we saw some things from them to worry about in the league. They didn't look as good as they had in other years. Mm. And I think part of that is genuine issues within the team, but I think a lot of it is... Just, I think this is where they want to focus their attention now is winning an All Ireland. I think they, if they don't reach an All Ireland final this year, they'll be disappointed after they came so close last year. Yeah, part of me thinks that um, it, it, it's more a case of that they're focusing on the championship this year. Um, I think they are just focusing focusing more on the championship this year. In terms of, in terms of look, um, if we're just going to assume that it's going to be Tipperary that comes through, like. I would still think that Waterford are going to have to pull something out of the bag 
and like some something more impressive than they pulled out in the league against Tipperary to to win that. Yeah. I like you know they played they played pretty cons- you know they played pretty well. Uh, nothing spectacular during the league, but I would really want to see them going up a gear in order to actually pose a threat yeah. to Tipperary. They've um, with the exception, unfortunately, of the Clare match. Uh, they haven't really shown that fight that we're used to seeing out of them. You know, like they had a good lead against uh, Galway in the uh, quarterfinal yeah. of the league. And they just let that fall away totally. Like they just haven't been able to, um, they haven't been able to keep their leads and they haven't been able to, you know, prevent other teams from building their lead, lead, lead against them as much as they were in the last couple of years. So I don't know, maybe it's just they want to shock people in the championship and this is when they're kind of gearing for, or maybe it's genuine issues or people are starting to figure out Waterford's style of play. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see how they'll be. Well, if it's a, if it's genuine, if it, if it's going to be a genuine shock, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but I, I would, I'm not sure what they're going to change about the Waterford setup that would really provide that um, surprise win, like a surprise win over a yeah. team like Tipperary. I think like, Unless they have players in reserve, or unless they're like completely complete change up of tactics, or just a whole new, yeah, you know, lot of superstar players that they've just been keeping, keeping in the background. Yeah, I suppose that's the concern with Waterford. Like they've been an excellent defensive team, but they've struggled to put up big scores. Like they can't go on a big scoring run the way a team like Tipperary can, or yeah, Kilkenny can, or Joe Cannon can. Uh, on Galway, um, and you know, if if their defense is flat, or if they're against a team that's good enough to get past it, yeah, they really run out of options quickly. Uh, they don't have backup plan outside of a couple of players, and if you know, if if they can be contained, or if they're having an off day, they just have nothing else uh, on the offensive end. And I know it's it's something they need to address, and I don't know. You know, defense I think is something you can really work on just through effort and through practicing kind of drills and tra- practicing scenarios, I think having really good shooting, it often comes down to just kind of star players. Yeah, and I mean, like, the likes of Austin Gleeson and Mara Shannon can have their off days too. Um, yeah. The one thing I would say is they have been, um, in terms of getting goals this year, they have been more active in pursuing goals to kind of put teams away. Um, in particular, the Bennett brothers are, seem to be very good for, like, putting score, putting goals in when they when they need them. So... Yeah, that's a positive at least yeah it's a it's 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 a change from last year and and from previous years that was a criticism that was wielded against them but uh <clears throat> yeah i'll be interested to see that match i think look i think it, i think it, it could they could have one or two um surprises to pull out and really you know they're gonna have to play Tipperary at some stage or another so you know it'll be a good test of their metal it will be so the other half of munster then yeah claire limerick now I believe, and a lot of people have already said, this year, uh, just in terms of the structure of Munster, it's probably Claire's, this current Clare's team best, team's best chance at getting a Munster championship. Mm. And the fact that people keep saying it has terrified me as a Clare fan, because like, I don't believe you know in any supernatural things or luck, but damn it, people are going to jinx it. Like, if Clare come out flat against Limerick... I'm going to say I told you so. Like, they absolutely yeah. should be Limerick. Clare should be into a quarterfinal, no bother this year, without having to go through the qualifier rounds. And I think with a good performance, they're definitely capable of beating Waterford, Tipperary, or Cork. Definitely, in the yeah. Final. But, my God, with, with people so optimistic about it, I'm just terrified that they're going to fall flat against Limerick. Because, 
you know, Limerick, I think they're probably the weakest team in Munster, but they're still very capable of beating any other team in Munster on a good day. Yeah, and I think it's a case of, for Clare, it's, um, you know, like, very much, I think it's very much fly on the radar, no fuss, don't be attracting, don't attract attention, and just kind of plug away and, like, play solid hurling. Um, I think probably the the main difference this year is, I suppose you don't have a huge spotlight drawn on you when you had the likes of David David Fitzgerald managing, so you're not under constant, um, you know, you're not constantly in the spotlight. I think that detracted away from you know the hurlers themselves and and you know the training. I think it was to the detriment of the team. I think look, I think, so. I think it's a trend we've seen with other David Fitzgerald teams. You know, like when he. Coach Watford as well. The first year or two, he builds them up with confidence. You see this really rapid improvement. You know they they get a good. You know they because they're under constant pressure. It, it you know pushes them to overachieve. But give you know give it a third or fourth year, and it just wears them down. It wears yeah. players down. The media attention wears them down. You know I I think I, I'm concerned. You know that some players may kind of relax too much now without him around but I think as a whole it will benefit the team I think that they would have I, I think Davey's a brilliant manager but I think he forgets that other people aren't as um, passionate as he is uh, to, to use a nice euphemism yeah that's uh, putting it politely <laughs> uh, and I think overall it, it will be good for the team but um, yeah I just hope that even without his shouting they can really push themselves against Limerick because Limerick aren't going to go easy on them. They no. they've Claire have come out on top of them the last couple of years, but Limerick have always been a little bit awkward about it. Yeah. They've never just handed the victory to Claire. And uh, you know, as as we've said before, Limerick they're a very young team, they've shown a lot of potential. We're constantly waiting for them to have their kind of breakout moment and I'm just terrified it'll be in that semi final against Claire. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'd be wary I wouldn't be getting too cocky about Claire's um about Claire, like in terms of against Limerick. I think look, this year is is should be a good year for Claire. Like I mean, you know, it's 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 as good a year as any to, to really make a go of it and really see push it yeah. um you know, for the team to really push itself and try and, you know, try and get to a final, trying to, you know, try to win again this year like i mean really they would have said like that the following year that claire should have had more you know should have performed better than they did um i think for a lot of the, for a lot of the current panels for a lot of the current panel you know this could be as good a chance as as they might have over the next few years to actually you know make make or break um but look i think claire should be able to handle limerick i think as the who if they did win as to who they'd meet in the final, I think, look, as you said, they're capable of playing, beating Cork, Tipperary, or Waterford. Um, like, when they play well, they play extremely well. Um, but yeah, like, I'm not going to rule out Limerick either. I don't, th- I think it's easy to dismiss them and say, oh, you know, they're, they, they're rubbish and they're not playing, you know, they're not going to play this yeah. year and, you know, you might as well write them off. I wouldn't quite say, I wouldn't quite say that, I think, look i think they're well able to put up a challenge themselves um and it's important not to get complacent about these things because you kind of saw what happened to tipperary against galway you know not i wouldn't say quite yeah. described as complacency but they just weren't prepared for the ferocity they weren't expecting that level of intensity exactly yeah. exactly but um i suppose i was going to say like it is just the nature of the monster championship though any of those five teams 
could beat the other four on a given day. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, Leinster, you know, the best teams in Leinster are as good as the best teams in Munster, but the difference is Leinster also has, you know, your Offaly's, your Leash, your Westmead's, the the ones that kind of go up and down in the round, you know, between the quarterfinals and the round robin. You know, they're just, you know, you, you I couldn't see Westmead uh, beating Galway or beating Kilgate. Well, maybe Galway if they get confused about the jerseys. <laughs> but I couldn't see them beating, you know, Kilkenny or um, Wexford or anything this year. Whereas, you know, the weakest team in Munster, I still think, has a solid chance. Yeah. You know, you, you could take a bet on anyone to win the Munster Championship, and I wouldn't call you stupid for it, uh, other than just normal stupidity for betting all your money on sports. <laughs> so, you know. Right. So, um, yeah, I suppose hasn't been as much to talk about because we've most, mostly just one game to focus on. But uh, before we go, I suppose just wrap up other matches that are on this weekend of note. So we have the Christy Ring semi-finals. So it'll be Carlo versus Wicklow in Carlo and Antrim versus Down in Antrim. And actually, like, in North Antrim. It's far away. They could have gone in Casement Park, but I think they want to get as far away from the down border as possible to emphasize the home advantage. So, um, I, you know, I think we've made our Christy Ring predictions before. I think for a while we've been saying Antrim Carlo final yeah. and... I don't see any reason to change that. Yeah, and um, in terms of Mayo and Roscommon... Yeah, uh, that's the relegation match. If we, you know, it might be an interesting match in football, I don't think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't... It, it It's not the one that I'll be... Uh, well, I was going to say it's not the one I'd be tuning into this weekend. I don't think it is televised in any form. I'm, I certainly wouldn't be willing to drive all the way up to Carrick and Shannon to watch it. I'm telling you, man, there's a gap in the market here. This is this is where Take Your Data Points really takes off. Live <laughs> coverage of Christy Ring, Christy Ring games. I mean, uh, you know, honestly, I think Carlo Antrim would, should be a solid final, assuming they both get through. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Christy Ring relegation match, not, uh, not one I'm going to tune into. Um, but anyway, Computer thinks Mayo will edge that one gives them a slight advantage computer agrees antrim carlo final in the christie ring okay and i'd say you know look mayo yeah sure why not computer why not? says they're gonna win at with a 55 percent chance i think look yeah i'll give computer the benefit of doubt here but um yeah i suppose we're finishing on kind of the dud bit but back to the main bit of importance monster championship finally starting this weekend stuff is starting to matter in hurling after the Long spell of club matches and Christy Ring and Nicky Rackard and Ugh. Leinster around Robin. We're finally getting to what counts. I now. really, I really it's, missed it's it. It's feeling good. But it's like not another, like, what? It's like two weeks away for Clare and Limerick? Or three weeks? Yeah, it's a while off because it's semi-final. But, you know, we can, <sighs> we can tune into the Leinster quarterfinals. We can see... Leash Wexford, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Look, <laughs> yeah, okay. Can... It's it's still a while before you really get into the ones that matter. But you know, damn it, it's it's an improvement. We can get our Davy Davy soundbite to tide us over. <laughs> well, he'll be he'll be out for the first one, so we still have to wait. Ah, uh, believe me, there'll be a soundbite for him after that match. Oh, that's yeah. Sure, he'll he'll shout in across across the land. Doesn't matter where he's coming from. Yeah, I suppose that's really it, isn't it? Like, that's it, I suppose. It's just the, I suppose really, one word to describe what we were feeling at the moment. Anticipation. Yes. Just anticipation. And um, I suppose with that, the website is www.takeyourdatapoints.com. 
gmail.com. The Twitter is called at tydatapoints. And, and our email is mail at takeyourdatapoints.com. So uh, feel free to send in all your rants, opinions, questions to you know any of those forums. Yeah, use all those methods that we've previously described. Send them in. Send them in. You didn't rise to my challenge last week. I don't know. I don't know what's going to change. No one reacted to my taunts last week, so I guess you're all just a bunch of cowards, like I thought. I guess so, Brian. I guess so. This makes me happy. <laughs>